0: It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now here's Johnny. Ah, uh, welcome into a. Let me check here. Wednesday. Yeah, I have no idea what day it is. This show tells me what day it is because I'm retired from my real job. So when I have a few days off, I have no idea what day it is. It is Wednesday, November 23rd. Again, uh, get your birthday gifts in to me. Send them to the studio ASAP because birthday is right around the corner. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 384 1450, 502 384 1450 to join in on the conversation. Thornton's text line is open as well, 502 414 1450. Don't forget, right now you can get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit or a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or a steak and egg burrito. Along with any fountain drink, tea, fizz freeze, or 20-ounce bottle of soda, when you become a new Thornton's Refreshing Rewards member, simply download the app, register for Refreshing Rewards, earn your free breakfast on Thornton's today. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Two days off, I'm rejuvenated. Really four days off when you count the weekend. Not my fault, not sick, not under the weather, didn't have anything else to do, but management said it was time for a break. You know, sometimes they they let you down easy. It's time for you to take a break. You seem a little stressed. Actually, we had technical issues here at the studio Monday. That's what I'm going to call them, technical issues. Basically, Scooter didn't want to show up. And uh, on Tuesday, Western Kentucky basketball, the Toppers, with a win over Illinois State yesterday. Western Kentucky basketball continues right after the show today. Are you all right over there, Scooter? A Little sneeze having attack. Having a sneezing. Yeah. So, yeah. You okay. I'm good. All right. WKU and Tulane today, right after the show, one thirty tip. We'll join the pregame in progress at one o'clock. The Hilltoppers and the Green Wave, both four and one. So you can listen to all the action. It's basketball day here at the Big X because later today, 6.30 tip, Indiana hosting, Arkansas, Little Rock, UALR, and the Hoosiers, 5.30 pregame with Don Fisher. All that on the Big X today. So two days off, not a lot going on. I feel like the last time I was here, Barack Obama was still president. That's how long I've been off, but that's not true. Uh, We've had one Kentucky basketball game. We've had two Louisville basketball games, and we've had one Indiana basketball game. And all three of those teams will play again today. Coaching is an issue here. Uh, Not in Indiana. They love their coach right now. You love your coach when you're winning. You tolerate your coach when you're okay, and you are ready to get rid of the coach when you're losing. Louisville fan is not patient. Not patient at all. And it's been ugly. The Cards are 0-5. The Cards are 0-3 against non-Power 5 opponents. The Cards are 0-5 against the spread. They scored 38 in their most recent effort. That is less than a point a minute. That is unacceptable. Louisville has turned the ball over 90 times in five games. 90 times in five games. That's 18 turnovers per outing. Their opponents have turned it over 46 times. Isn't that compared to like 36 assists as well? 46. I don't know about the assists. 46 opponents' turnovers. So that tells me the opponent is out hustling you. That's what turnovers are. Turnovers are mental mistakes and physical mistakes. And the physical mistakes means the other team is playing harder. And that's the case here. And I don't know who to blame. A lot of people want to blame the players. There's no talent here. There's no talent. Well, these are the same guys you had toward the end of last year. They weren't playing horribly. You still had Sidney Curry last year and Roosevelt Wheeler and Jalen Withers and J.J. Traynor and, of course, L. Ellis, who seems to play 48 minutes in a 40-minute game every time out. What's different? The coaching staff is different. And you can blame Kenny Payne if you want to. You can blame the fact that uh, he brought on guys that aren't helping him like Danny Manning and Nolan Smith. And the other guy, nobody who knows his name from Oregon, Josh Jamison. Or you can blame the fact that Kenny Payne's never been a head coach before and he's been thrown into the fire at at a high-level basketball school. He's not ready for it. Some guys are made to be assistant coaches. You look at the NFL. Josh McDaniels, this is his second go-round as a head coach. Didn't go well the first time. And the Raiders, 3-7, and not going well this time. And they brought in talent. It's not going well. Josh McDaniels, known as a great, not a good, a great offense coordinator when he was with the New England Patriots. Nathaniel Hackett, quarterback whisperer in Green Bay. He made Aaron Rodgers who he is. Now he's in Denver. They brought in Russell Wilson. They stink. They have the fewest points per game in the NFL. The quarterback whisperer apparently can't whisper to the whole team, just the quarterback. Some guys are made to be assistant coaches. Maybe, and I don't, I'm don't. i not saying this is a fact, but maybe Kenny Payne is not meant to be a head coach. He's a great assistant coach at Oregon. Great individual instruction coach at Kentucky. Here's what's baffling. Here's what's baffling. Kenny Payne was credited with a lot of wonderful expertise in teaching big men at the collegiate level how to play basketball. DeMarcus Cousins. Anthony Davis. The list goes on and on. Patrick Patterson, Nerlens Noel, whose injury ended his career, but he's had a nice little NBA career as well. There are guys in the league right now, and we'll get to Kentucky, by the way, because Kentucky fans are not happy with John Calipari either. But Kenny Payne made big men better. He made them professional basketball players with individual instruction. Why is Sidney Curry worse this year? Why is Roosevelt Wheeler not getting any action this year? Has he not improved over the summer? Did he not get individual instruction? Jalen Withers, I know he'd rather be out on the floor, but you know he's got the potential to be a big guy. Brandon Huntley Hatfield, the five-star transfer from Tennessee. He's got to be better. Kenny Payne's going to work with him, right? Maybe Kenny Payne's not working with him, or Danny Manning for that matter. These big guys have been terrible. L. Ellis is the only positive on this Louisville team, and when he plays poorly, like he did against Arkansas and Texas Tech, nobody's there to pick up the slack. There is nobody there to pick up the slack. 80-54 to against Arkansas. 70-38 to 38 against Texas Tech. It doesn't get worse. And when you think it can't get worse, now you got Cincinnati coming in. They're 3-3. Three three. They're beatable. Louisville started as a 5-point underdog. They are at 8.5-point underdog now. Everybody is lining up to bet against Louisville these days. And so far, they're 5-0 oh if you bet against them. 7:30, by the way, that is the seventh place game in the Maui, the Maui Gym Maui Invitational. That sounds redundant, but that's what it's called, the Maui Gym Maui Invitational. Seventh place game at 7:30 tonight. I guess they said uh, your punishment for being in the last place game is you got to stay in Maui longer because the championship game between Creighton and Arca- Creighton and Arizona is at 2:30 today. I don't think it's a punishment to stay in Maui longer. I mean, they're playing at seven thirty. That's two thirty Maui time. So you know, you're done at four thirty. Maybe you get a little beach time after the game today before you have to fly back. Doubtful, but maybe. They certainly haven't earned it. I had that written down as a five point spread. I went to my favorite place today to see what the spreads actually were. It was eight and a half. Scooter, are we are we on Cincinnati today? I'm on Cincinnati, yeah. But I got it at eight, eight and a half. I don't know eight. Eight, eight I like. <sighs> I almost want to want to bet Louisville and just say, you know what? Um, what do you call it when uh, something happens so many times that it just. Has to go the other way. What do you call that? Mm. My mind's blank. My wife's blank. out of town. I can't even think for myself. <laughs> Bachelor life, huh? Well, it's, it's my birthday week. She leaves every Thanksgiving, which happens to be my birthday week, to uh, go visit friends in Atlanta. And so I'm flying solo for, for four days? Wednesday, Thursday? Yeah, four days. She'll be back Saturday evening. But she made you some meals, right? She made me, meal prep? She made me all my favorite meals. It is my birthday week. What a gal. So she made meals. She made desserts. She made taco dip. Uh, I love the taco dip that she makes. She may have made two taco dips. I'm not sure. I've got to look in the fridge. <laughs> Hash brown casserole. I got some goulash going. Pie, chocolate pie in the freezer. It's all good today. All good. All good. I mean, I'm going to watch a lot of football tomorrow and Friday, and I'm going to eat a lot of crap. That's just the way it is. God, and I love her. I, I heard Matt before. I'm not going to list what I'm thankful for because the list is way too short, and I'd be embarrassed. Uh, but I am thankful for my wife. I will say that. Matt said he's thankful for me. I'm not thankful for me. I don't. You know. I mean, I could lie. Oh yeah, let's reciprocate. Oh, Matt's great. Nah, I couldn't care less. No offense, man. Phoenix Hill Richard knows. He just texted me. Her taco dip is the best. He knows. He's had it. Back to Kenny Payne. This is a sports show, right? It is. Is he not the right guy for the job? I don't know. You don't know either. And Cardinal fan, I'm with you. I was screaming at the TV yesterday. Screaming at the TV. Because of a lack of effort. When you can't get guys to play hard, we, you have a deeper issue. We saw it last year. We saw that last year with Chris Mack and Malik Williams. Remember? Malik Williams, senior co-captain, had to get benched, had to be disciplined because there was an uprising against the coach. And ultimately, Chris Mack paid the price. Malik Williams paid the price, but ultimately so did Chris Mack. And you can talk about Dino Gaudio and the the tape and, and all of that stuff. Chris Mack lost his job because he lost games, plain and simple. And he lost games because the effort wasn't there. It went went backwards for some players. There was a divide in the locker room. Kenny Payne is quick to point out that there's no divide in the locker room. It's a culture. We're going to change the culture. Fans don't mind hearing that if you win some games once in a while. Right? Got to win a few games. And the schedule now, I saw the stat yesterday put up on the screen. By the way, Damian Fishback yesterday did an outstanding job in a very difficult situation. He was the color analyst for the Louisville game. The play-by-play guy got sick. Like early in the game. The play-by-play guy, he had no voice, he couldn't talk. You could tell he was under the weather. And all of a sudden, here's an analyst, a former player, by the way, who played at Greenwood High School down in Bowling Green. He's got to do double duty here. He's trying to be the play-by-play man and analyze what's going on. He, well, did, a, he did a great job. At
1: least he was on TV. makes it a little easier. Could you imagine that same scenario playing out if it was on radio and he had to do
0: that? I've done basketball games on radio by myself. You sure. probably have too. Absolutely. It's not easy. It's not hard either. It's though. not easy. I would say TV's tougher. Mm, disagree. Uh, because you're in in radio, you got to describe what's going on. You don't have to do that in TV. It's much more of an analyst-driven medium than radio. Radio play-by-play guys, he's it. He's got to be your eyes. He's got to paint you a picture of what's going on there. So why is, I don't understand why you're saying TV's tougher? TV is is tougher because He can't lie. He can't make anything up just to fill time. If he makes it up, you're going to call him on it. Do you do that? Oh, yeah, all the time. Really? Sure. There's blood all over the court. (laughs) No, I don't don't do it. I don't do it, but you can do it. If he was on the radio, that would have been much easier for him yesterday, Mm. in my opinion. I disagree. Well, you're wrong, but that's okay.
1: Because, I mean, like you said, I mean, your goal is to play-by-play guy on radio. you got to paint the picture. And if he doesn't have experience with play-by-play, it's going to be hard let me ask you to this. paint the picture.
0: How much difficult was it yesterday? How much more difficult was it yesterday for him because the game was awful? Yeah. Yeah, that part for sure. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That was brutal. It was
1: brutal that, to watch. That's a tough game to call if you've got two people on the call, <laughs> let alone by yourself.
0: And, like, look, it helps that you're in Maui, right? It helps that as soon as I'm out of here, I'm going to go to the beach. I'm good. Well, I'm going to let Billis take over for the, for the nightcap. But again, I was yelling at the TV. I was screaming. It was, it was so hard to watch. And Cardinal fans, are not, they're not going to be patient here. They're not going to be patient. I saw one of the biggest Cardinal fans I know on Twitter wonder out loud yesterday what the buyout was. It's five games. It's five games. And then you have one faction of the fan base saying, hey, give him time. He'll get it together. He'll get the players. The other faction comes back with he had all summer to get players. He could have gotten in the transfer portal and gotten a point guard to help LLS out. Gotten another big guy. Gotten a shooter. He had all summer long. What happened? What were they doing at all these practices that Kenny Payne said, these guys are going to be in great shape? Sidney Curry's not in great shape. He's not. Coaching is, how many wins have you got? Fan base doesn't care about anything else. And Kentucky fan base, by the way, is getting to the point now. They're a little irritated, too. We'll talk about that on the other side. Six-pack coming up. Unsponsored six-pack. Got to get it in early this week. Had a winning week last week. And I'll give you Tony Burke's now renamed non-lock of the week as well. You're listening to Spears on Sports. Presented by M&M Cartage on the Big X. Anyway, you all Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by m and John Spears in studio. Justin Kalin on the other side of the glass, chiming in with his bad takes, as always.
1: <laughs> if there's one thing people know about me, it's bad takes.
0: m and hotline is open, 502-384-1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line is available as well, 502 502- get your text into the show at that number, 414-1450. Texter says, John, the issue may not be Kenny or Mac, it may be these kids and no one ever wants to hear that. Of course, effort should always be non-negotiable. Yeah, again, and I said this in the open, I don't know who to blame. Five games in, I'm not sure who to blame because – there's an argument to blame the players. There's an argument to blame the coaches. And eventually, the, there's going to be an argument as to who hired the uh, the uh, firm that chose Kenny Payne as the coach. I was there when he was introduced. And the CEO of the search firm was in the audience and waving and everybody was giving him a high five and a standing ovation. And I thought at the time, what if this goes wrong? Do they get their money back that they paid the search firm? The search firm went out and found the guy that everybody told Louisville they should get anyway. Hey, what a waste of money. Just a waste of money. And Louisville doesn't have money to throw around. All right, we'll get to the college football playoff. That came The uh, rankings came out yesterday. By the way, congratulations, Louisville. You're 25th in the latest college football playoff rankings. Yay! Louisville's a three-point underdog in, uh K. Roger Field this weekend against Kentucky. I will have the unsponsored six-pack coming up. It feels like Friday here because everybody's off the next couple of days. So it's football Wednesday, but all I've talked about is basketball, and i got more basketball to talk about. I, I will get you the six-pack. Three, two, and one last week. That was with a uh, 0-2 start. Tennessee, thank you. Yeah, I had the Vols. Not good. Georgia, thanks. Those were my first two. But I rebounded with LSU. The Bills got a, a, a very sad push. They were up 15, allowed uh, a late touchdown. Remember they were playing Cleveland in Detroit. They allowed a late touchdown to cut the lead to eight. That gave me a push. But uh, got it back later in the day. Two wins to finish the day, uh, including Sunday night. Did I do Sunday night? Scooter, do you remember? I think so.
1: Yeah, Chiefs-Chargers? I,
0: think yeah, I don't, did. I don't think I did. I don't think I did. Because I would have had the Chargers. Hmm. And that would have been uh, horribly wrong. Uh, Raiders plus two and a half against Denver. Raiders win it outright in overtime. And uh, the Bengals against your Steelers. That was the other. That's one. right. Yeah. That was a high-scoring affair. That
1: was a fun game for a little bit. First so now uh,
0: three, two, and one last week. One game under five hundred on the year. Thirty-seven up, thirty-eight down with three ties. So we'll try to get over five hundred by the end of the year. That's the goal. Again, if you've been betting against me all year, you're winning. Plain and simple. You're winning. You're not winning much. In fact, you're probably losing a little bit with juice. But uh, you would be one game over 500. All right, as mad as Louisville fan is about whatever they want to be mad about, they can be mad about the players, they can be mad about the effort, the coaching, whatever. Kentucky fans are getting a little irritated as well. The Cats are 3-2. and two. You know who they beat? Not good. Lost to Michigan State, neutral site. Lost to Gonzaga, basically a road game, although it was listed as a neutral site. It was an ugly first half Sunday night. 16-point deficit, that ended up being the final spread as well. I got a great stat for you. And Kentucky fan is going to say, yep, I believe it. Since the start of the 2015-2016 season, the season after Kentucky went 38-1, Kentucky is 16 and 25 in road or neutral site games against opponents against opponents ranked in the top 25 of the AP people. Sixteen up, 25 down. That's not good. Kentucky looked not ready to play on Sunday night. First eight minutes of the game, not ready to play. That's when they lost the game. And the offense, we talk about Louisville's offense being terrible. Louisville's offense, they got Ellis. that's about it. Kentucky's got a lot of studs. They got a lot of five-star. You got Oscar Shibuya out there. You got the player of the year last year. You brought in C.J. Frederick to shoot. You brought in Antonio Reeves to shoot. Jacob Toppin is an, a phenomenal athlete who will give you one or two sparks of that athleticism per night. You, you got freshmen. Kaysom Wallace might be the best player on the team, the freshman guard. And he's not supposed to be playing point guard, but guess what? When Wheeler's not playing well, he's the point guard. Chris Livingston, five-star. He's all of a sudden relegated to the bench. The common denominator in all these years is John Calipari. Great recruiter. Great motivator. Is he a great coach? I would lean toward no. In-game coaching is as important as any of this other stuff. Is it important that at Kentucky you get the best players? He's going to have the number one recruiting class next year. Arguably the number one, two, and four players in the country. Great recruiter. What do you do with that talent? Because that offense against Michigan State and against Gonzaga really the only two teams you've played. Let's be honest. I'm not going to count South Carolina State or Duquesne or today's opponent, North Florida. No offense to the Ospreys. Against Michigan State and against Gonzaga, the offense was terrible. Terrible. Oh, they're going to shoot more threes this year. They're going to make more threes. You know what? When the other team guards it, you can't do it. You got to have something else in the in the coffer. Well, we got a pick and roll with Severe and uh, and Oscar. What happens when the pick and roll breaks down? What's your next option? There is none. There is none. Wheeler's going to go and flip up a, a hook shot over a six foot ten guy, or Oscar's going to get an offensive rebound, or get the ball on the pick and roll and dunk it. sheboy has been great. He's still great, but like L. Ellis, he's had very little help in these big games, very little help. And Kentucky fan is tired of hearing about the billion dollars that Cal's players are making in the NBA. They are so tired of hearing about that. 2012 was great. Well, Cal won a national championship in 2012. Yeah, he did. He also lost one at Memphis when he had the best, better team and had bad coaching at the end of the game against Kansas, allowed a three-pointer to tie it. He also lost to UConn, a bad UConn team, and Kevin Ollie in a national championship game. He also lost to Wisconsin when this team was 38-0 and clearly, clearly the best team in the country when he left Devin Booker on the bench in favor of the Twins. When you have these stars that Kentucky has that they've gotten under Calipari, You've got to win more. you got to win more. It's that simple. The standard is set higher when you have all that talent. It just is. And it should be. It should be. He's lost a lot of games he should have won with the talent that he has. I, I go back to, and it doesn't end here and it doesn't begin here, but I go back to, the inbounds plays under the basket. Have you ever watched Kentucky's inbounds plays under their own basket? Not great. It's a lob to the corner 95% of the time. Lob to the corner, throw it up, let your athlete go up and get it, kick it out top, and let's reset. There is no inbounds play. There's not one. And guess what Kentucky got burned by against Michigan State, the game that went double overtime. Out-of-bounds plays. Out-of-bounds play. Burned over and over again. A couple of times in that game. That's the difference between winning and losing. How can you be a top-five team? And by the way, they're fifteenth, so they're not top-five anymore. How can you be a top-five team and not have an inbounds play under the basket? It blows my mind. My friends have pointed it out to me over and over again. Watch this. They're going to throw it to the corner. They're going to lob it up to whoever. They're going to lob it up to the big, big man in the corner. He's going to kick it out, and they're going to set up a bad play. And that's what happens. And f- Kentucky fan is tired of hearing about 2012. You bring in these recruiting classes, you got to win more titles. I say this all the time on this program. The goal for every school, every school, get to the Final Four. Because what happens in the Final Four is random. Anybody can beat anybody in the Final Four. Villanova over Georgetown in 1985. NC State over Houston the year before, or 83. Anything can happen in the Final Four. It's random. If Gordon Hayward's half-court heave goes down, then Butler beats Duke in the national championship game. Anything can happen in the Final Four. That should be the goal. But when you're Calipari and the classes that he's brought in, every now and then it's got to go your way. And anybody that wants to tell me Calipari did a great coaching job in 2012, I could coach Anthony Davis that year, and Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, and Darius Miller, and and uh, you know Marcus Teague, and Terrence Jones, and Deron Lamb. I could coach those guys. They were just better than everybody else, period. But so was the 2015 team, and they lose to Wisconsin and Sam Decker and Frank Kaminsky. Come on. Let's go to the Eminem Cartridge hotline before we take a break. Hello, Buzz Frank. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving and happy birthday, John. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Your gift (laughs) is in the mail, I take it.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I thought I'd double up on what I got you last year.
0: I appreciate that. That's that's a lot of love right there,
2: man. I'm telling you, but but you know you you've been right, pretty much right down the line when you talk about the coaches. And one thing I think U of L fans forget about Coach Payne is is that they say he could have recruited ever since he got the job, but there were still coaches out there telling uh, players that don't go to Louisville, you're not going to be in the tournament. This, that, and the other. That's a great point, point. and it's going to take him some time.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. But I think with NIL. And Look, the landscape is changing. We're going to have a quarterback in North Carolina that's going to be up for bid here in the offseason. Drake May is not allowed. He's not old enough. He hasn't played enough college football to be eligible to go to the NFL. He is going to put himself up for bid. Caleb Williams did it, went from Oklahoma to Southern Cal. Drake May is going to say, look, I know my brother played basketball at Carolina. I'd love to stay at Carolina, but if Alabama or um, George and not, well, George is losing Stetson Bennett. Alabama's losing if Ohio yeah. State losing Stroud, if they come calling and say we're gonna give you, you know, $10, $12 dollars, come play quarterback here. That's what he's gonna do. Oh, so yeah. and, uh, and the NIL makes such it. a difference that I think Louisville eventually gonna take advantage of that in basketball. And I'm sorta of surprised that they didn't do that over the summer with Kenny going to the transfer portal and getting some guys to come in here. I was surprised by that.
2: That, that—that's a good point too. And I—I I still remember fellow that I played ball with in high school, who was a coach around here for many years, used to always tell me it wasn't about the X's and O's; it was about the Jimmies and Joes. Oh, and absolutely. your point about Coach Cal is, yeah. And Coach Cal's had the Jimmies and Joes. Uh, but at some point in time, you got to have the X's and O's too. I
0: guess you you got to have an inbounds play, Buzz. <laughs> you got to be a, you got to be able to do a double screen and and uh, get lose a defender and get a layup on an inbounds play. and They don't even try to do it. It it just blows my mind with the talent they have. You don't even see them lob it up. Just lob it up to the rim. Put oh the, yeah. Put Topping in there, it's, it's or Damian something. Collins, and lob it up to the rim and let them go. Out jump everybody. They don't do it. But
2: if if you go back to Patino's years at Louisville, you could count on if the game was coming down to the end and there were like twenty seconds left or whatever, that the point guard, whether it was Peyton Siva or one of the other ones, was going to dribble the ball at the top of the key till about six seconds to go, and <laughs> then he was either going to take it to the basket or kick. It. it was the same play every game. Peyton Siva made it work; the rest of them not so much.
0: Yeah, and they ran that high post offense under Crum, and uh, and uh, you know he yeah. Denny Crum. Always had a play after a timeout. You remember that? Always had a play. And it all, at 99% of the time it worked and you got a bucket out of it. He always left a timeout on offense with a play. And guys, you know, yeah, I mean, Calipari doesn't do that. You can roll the ball out there and you can win games against inferior opponents, but when you get – look, he went up against Tom Izzo and Mark Few and he lost that battle. He lost both of those battles. Yeah. There's no two ways about it. Thank you, buddy. I got to go to a break. Happy Thanksgiving. Good to hear from you, man. Good to
2: hear from you, John. I'll see you in a couple weeks.
0: All right, Buzz. Buzz Frank, one of my favorites. We'll take a break. The uh, unsponsored six pack coming up. And by the way, there are coaches in football getting grief as well. We'll talk about Mark Stoops after the break. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big everywhere App. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by m M&M and John Spears in studio. This is the third segment of the week. It's also the final segment of the week. And I hope everybody has a great and happy Thanksgiving weekend coming up. Eminem and m hotline is open. Spears on Sports presented by M&M Cartage. 384-1450 if you'd like to join in on the conversation. Thorn's text line open as well. 502-414-1450. Texter says, John, I would argue uh, that when John Robick came off the coaching staff after 2016, the in-game coaching has been very poor. Robick was the X and O guy that Cal would listen to. Since his departure, he was only replaced with recruiters. Cal doesn't need recruiters on his staff. He is the recruiter. He's like Deion Sanders at Jackson State. He can do all the recruiting, let somebody else do the Actual in-game coaching. Find the guy that is a in-game coaching X and O guys. Buzz Frank said, "Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that." I saw John Robick at a uh, at the Louisville Bellerman game. He was scouting for the San Antonio Spurs. Now I don't know who he was scouting at that game. Louisville and Bellerman, and I'm not sure there's any NBA players on either team. Maybe he was looking at uh, L. Ellis. I don't know. L. T. Hatton. Yeah, I don't think so. Just. <laughs> I just don't think so. All right, some news and notes here. Are you watching the World Cup? Of course. Every few years, I get excited about soccer. Here I am again. I did watch the U.S.-Wales game. Uh, Scooter, I guess you watched uh, Germany take it on the chin from Japan this morning, right? Uh, I did, yep. Uh, U.S. and England, 2 o'clock on Friday on Fox. This is a must-win for the United States, or a Mm must-draw for the United States, right? Yeah, you got to draw this one, and then you have to beat Saudi Arabia, or Saudi Arabia. You have to beat. Uh, had the game one. Who's, who's the team I'm missing? Had the game one the other day. Uh, Iran. Iran. Yeah. There you go. Had had the game one against Wales, mm-hmm. and sort of you know coaches do this in every sport. You sort of you start looking at the clock, right? Let's hold the ball. Let's look at the clock, and boom, penalty kick, tie score, ends in a draw. Playing to not lose instead of playing to win drives me nuts. NFL News, Mike White, former Western Kentucky Kentucky Colonel. Oh, they'll shoot you for that. Western Kentucky Hilltopper will start uh, for the New York Jets this weekend against the Chicago Bears. Zach Wilson has been benched by the Jets. Uh, did you see Ben Simmons in Philly last night playing for the Nets? Played pretty good. He, 11 points, 11 rebounds. He got booed a little bit, but uh, he looked like he was having a good time. He hit three out of six free throws, which is like 90% for him. He said he was expecting louder boos. But they lost. Brooklyn loses in Philly, and Philly doesn't have Maxi or Embiid or Harden. Unbelievable. Unbelievable to have as much talent as Brooklyn has. And they they can't – they were seven-and-a-half-point favorites yesterday. Incredible. Uh, College football playoff rankings are out. If I had told you three, four, five weeks ago, the college football playoff rankings are going to come out on November 22nd, Kentucky's not going to be in them, and Louisville is. You would have said, what are you smoking?
1: I actually told my roommate that last night. If if you would have told me at the beginning of the season that come Louisville-Kentucky game – Louisville was ranked and Kentucky was not. Yeah. I,
0: I wouldn't have believed Unbelievable. You. Yeah. It's incredible. Scott Satterfield has got to be applauded. And I, I know I've been getting on coaches here today, but Scott Satterfield's got to be applauded for the job he's done mm-hmm. uh, at Louisville this year. That's a good, that's a really good defense. And we'll have that game on the uh, upcoming six pack, by the way. Um, all right. More bad coaching? Mark Stoops. He's going to make $9 million a year. By the way, Calipari makes $8.5 million. So Football school. It's a football school. Yeah, okay. Whatever. Um, got to be the highest paid football-basketball coaching tandem in America, I would think. He'll be a top 10 coach next year, uh, salary-wise. Uh, but, again, you got expectations. So they signed the contract. And then they lose to Vanderbilt. And then they get beat by Georgia. Not smoked, but they got beat by Georgia. What's Kentucky fan going to say about Mark Stoops if Louisville goes to Kroger Field and wins this week? It's not going to be pretty. Don't want to think about it. I don't understand. I know you're trying to cut it off. all right. I don't understand why you have to give a guy a raise when no other schools are coming after him. Lane Kiffin's going to be at Auburn by Saturday. all right. Ole Miss, Mississippi State play Friday night, or Thursday night. By Saturday, Lane Kiffin will be the head coach at Auburn. There you go. Plain and simple. He, he's denying it, hasn't been offered a job. But what, here's what he hasn't said. I'm not leaving Ole Miss. I'm staying at Ole Miss. All he said, all he told his team was, they haven't offered me the job. No, they haven't. They haven't. He's right. They've offered it to his agent. He has agreed to it through his agent, but officially, Auburn has not offered Lane Kiffin the job. They will announce it Friday or Saturday. It's that simple. But Mark Stoops, who's coming after Mark Stoops here? I. This is all, I love how this is done. It's agent-driven. That is what agents are supposed to do, by the way. You make it appear that your client is in demand elsewhere. That's what you do. Whether it's Auburn, whether it's any of these schools, you know, Texas AM, oh, they're ready to get rid of Jimbo. You know what? They called me and asked about Mark's availability. You might want to give him a little, little bump in, in salary. And these athletic directors and these presidents and chancellors go, yeah, we, we need to bump it up to keep him here. You know what I would say? If if the agent came to me, go ahead. Look we'll at somebody else. We'll find somebody. If, if uh, Texas A&M wants to pay you $10 million a year or Auburn wants to pay you $10 million a year, have fun there. Call the bluff once in a while. Because I do think a whole lot of times it is a bluff. The battle for Atlantis is underway in the Bahamas. Kansas leads North Carolina State 39-31 to at halftime. They had a little run there at the end of the first half to take an eight-point lead. Uh, North Florida, Kentucky tonight. We got common opponents, Scooter. Nice. Yeah. North Florida played Gonzaga. Gonzaga, yeah. 104-63. They also played South Carolina State, who Kentucky romped. They beat South Carolina State 72-66. to They also played Duquesne, who Kentucky throttled. They lost to Duquesne, 83-82. Not same schedule. The Ospreys are 1-3. Their other loss was to Washington. 4 o'clock, ESPN Plus today, Kentucky 26-and-a-half. Uh, you laying it or are you taking it? Um, taking it. Taking the points? No, laying it. So you're laying it. Sorry, laying it. All right, Indiana fan, you got Arkansas Little Rock. To, I think they're just Little Rock now. I, don't, I think they got rid of the UALR. It's just Little Rock. The Trojans are 2-3 and three coming in. Big Ten Network, six thirty. You can also hear the action right here on the Big X. Indiana 4-0, Little Rock and three 30 and a half is the number. I'll lay that as well <laughs> right. And uh, Louisville Cincinnati 7:30 ESPNU seventh place game in the Maui gym Maui Invitational Cincinnati eight and a half tonight. you're laying that as well I guess. yeah I'm gonna take that. I'm taking the points. Good luck to you. Just just odds just the uh, you know it, at some point and it may not be tonight and it may not be against Maryland who's next or Miami of Florida or Kentucky. At some point, they're going to cover one of these games. I just don't know when. These last two haven't been close to covering at all. Uh, I don't understand why LSU is ahead of USC in the college football playoff rankings, other than the committee wants two SEC teams in there. Just means more. It does mean more. LSU has beaten Alabama. Uh, impressive win over Ole Miss. I give you that. They lost to Florida State. They lost. They got thumped by Tennessee. They got two losses. USC's got one loss, and it was on a two-point conversion. At the end, in a road game at Utah. Now, SC's given up a lot of points this year. And I did hear a committee member yesterday say, well, you know what? Their defense, it troubles the committee. Some in the committee. To me, that doesn't matter. Did you win or did you lose? Did you win or did you lose? That's it. USC's 10-1. Look, now here's the other thing. USC's got Notre Dame and the championship game of the Pac-12 against Oregon. So they've got a couple games here to say, hey, these are quality opponents. These are quality opponents. LSU's got Texas A&M left and then the SEC championship game against Georgia. Here's the bottom line. If TCU doesn't lose to Iowa State this weekend, which they're at home against the under-500 team, or Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game, they are going to be in the playoff. All right, it's time for the unsponsored six-pack. Drum roll, please. We're going to make this quick because we're running out of time. We'll start at noon in the game in Columbus, Michigan, and Ohio State. The Buckeyes are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. That's on Fox I'm going to take Michigan here because they're the more physical team. They, they beat up Ohio State last year, and I know it's different. It's in Columbus. C.J. Stroud is good. Quorum uh, is a game-time decision. I don't know if he'll play or not. But the middle of that defensive line for Michigan is really good. Michigan's defense overall is much better than Ohio State's, and I think Michigan is going to – it's low score here – pound it pound it pound it I don't know if they win but they keep it within seven and a half I'm taking the Wolverines three o'clock Kentucky and Louisville in Lexington UK is a three-point favorite here Louisville's now ranked they've played great this looks to me again another defensive game here you got two really good defenses against a Kentucky offense that doesn't have an identity right now. I think they get back to their identity. They are going to try to pound Chris Rodriguez and let Will Levis throw it deep. I'm going to take Kentucky and give the three. I, I'm looking at the past performance chart here in the last few years. Kentucky's dominated this game. Louisville feels like they're much better and much going to be much more competitive, but we've thought that in the last couple of years, and it didn't work out that way. I expect a low-scoring game, but I do expect Kentucky to cover, let's call it, 20-14 to Cats. 330, Indiana, Purdue, and Bloomington. I told you last week the Hoosiers had some game left in them. I was right. I think they got more game left in them. They're at home. Purdue has been up and down offensively all year long. If they put it together, they're really good. But if they don't, they struggle. I'm taking the points here. I'm taking IU at home plus the ten and a half. I don't think they win, but I think they keep it close.
1: That's a wild number. That was the same number it was for Michigan State. Yeah,
0: yeah. And Michigan State is, in my opinion, as good as, if not better, than Purdue. Yeah. So I'm going to take Indiana in the points here. All right, Bengals at Tennessee. Tennessee's won 7 of 8. They're at home. They're great. So why are the Bengals a one-and-a-half-point favorite? I'm taking the Bengals. Vegas has me confused on this one. And because they confuse me, I'm going to listen to them and take Cincinnati for the second week in a row, give the point-and-a-half to Tennessee. Chargers and Arizona. I watched that game Monday night. Arizona is a train wreck. The Chargers have lost two straight, but they played very good football against both the Niners and the Chiefs. So I'm going to take the Chargers on the road here, give Arizona, who's a mess, four-and-a-half. And finally, Sunday night football, Green Bay, At Philadelphia, the Eagles are seven-point favorites. Fly, eagle, fly. Not this week. Four and seven Packers. Aaron Rodgers. Upset mode here. Be on upset alert if you're Philadelphia. I think Rodgers has a great game Sunday night. Look, they got to win. They're going to be out of the playoff race before you know it. If they don't win, give me the Packers. Winning outright. Why not? But I am going to take the seven points. At Philadelphia. Michigan, Kentucky, Indiana, Bengals, Chargers, Packers, that's your six-pack. I'll see you Monday. We'll recap it all. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.